some infinities are bigger than other infinities. Do you recall Hazel Lancaster asking this in The Fault in Our Stars, Evelyn? Absolutely, Chloe. It speaks volumes. What about it strikes you? Imagine being a teenager, experiencing your first love, dealing with the raw and chaotic ride of emotions, and then suddenly you're thrown into this vast pool of infinity, don't know how long you have left, can't shake it off, can you? You know, Chloe, that's not something I've ever experienced. But I can see how that could create a rush of emotions. How would you deal with it if you were in their place? I'd be terrified, to say the least. Yet, I think every moment would become precious. But here's what really stumped me. Should love be this fierce and bittersweet, kindling hope and despair at the same time? Well, it's the intensity that makes an adolescent's first love so poignant, so dramatic. It may be bittersweet, but those emotions lay a foundation for shaping our future relationships. Thought-provoking. Is it the tender fragility or the intense depth that truly encapsulates this fleeting entity we call first love? That's a question at the crux of The Fault in Our Stars, and something we're set to delve into in this episode. Ready to jump into our infinite constellation of love and emotions? Oh, absolutely. Let's dive into oblivion and back, exploring love, life, and lessons from The Fault in Our Stars. It's not merely a heartbreaking novel. The Fault in Our Stars delves into the visceral core of young love, tangled with the harsh reality of death. It's like two ends of a spectrum, the exhilarating high of first love and the devastating low of mortality. Oddly fascinating. Indeed. Hazel and Gus, two teenagers battling cancer, experiencing love for the first time. As mature as it gets in such a fragile state of existence. How does the narrative deal with such raw, conflicting emotions? Well, Green masterfully crafts his characters through their affliction, opening a window into their thoughts and fears. Hazel? Concerned about the scar she'd leave behind, doesn't want to be a grenade in her loved one's lives. She believes in the power of her agency, even in deciding whom she wishes to hurt. And Gus, doesn't he fear oblivion? Right. Gus fears the idea of not leaving a mark in this world, which we'll explore later. Their affliction brings a certain gravitas to their young love. It's inevitable. So it's not just about first love. It's about associating an emotional weight with it. Absolutely. Love is not portrayed as an isolated sentiment. It's blended with the reminder of life's ephemeral nature, creating a narrative that's poignant to the core. Evelyn, what stands out about The Fault in Our Stars is not just its foregrounded characters, but the equally impactful cast of supporting characters. Isaac, Gus's best friend, offers a compelling narrative of grief and resilience. His journey from losing his eyesight to losing his girlfriend while an undertone, is equally monumental, don't you think? Yes, Chloe. Isaac's role in the narrative brings forth the lesson of prioritizing our own healing, something we often overlook. It's interesting how Green paints a picture of support systems within the story, casting a light on the shared grief of Hazel and Isaac, one suffering from cancer, the other embarking on a life of blindness. But the question is, how does their shared pain shape their relationships with Gus, the protagonist? Well, their shared experiences with Gus carve out their respective roles in the narrative. Hazel, the love interest, embodies a sort of dreamy distraction for Gus, whereas Isaac's friendship offers a tangible connection to his pre-cancer self. 
The contrast between the two relationships emphasizes Gus's struggle in grappling with two different kinds of mortality, one immediate and one consequential. That's insightful, Evelyn. But what about Hazel's parents? I feel they often get overlooked, although they are faced with the unbearable fear of outliving their child and dealing with the aftermath of her death. That's astute, Chloe. Hazel's parents indeed mirror an underrepresented group. The concept of parents suffering the loss of their child is heartbreaking, and their existence raises valid issues about the ripple effect of terminal diseases on family dynamics. It's worth noting that they symbolize resilience, the ability to remain hopeful, and supportive despite fragility, and the willingness to let Hazel live her life fully. So to sum it up, supporting characters in The Fault in Our Stars effectively humanize the narrative, demonstrating that everyone has their battles to fight. They also amplify the emotional stakes of the central plot. First love amidst the inevitability of mortality. The Fault in Our Stars, book or film, Chloe, which one stirred your soul more? Well, I have to say, I lean more towards the book, Evelyn. Bulky detail, fascinating character thought process all huddled up within John Green's eloquent prose. It was an intimate reading experience. Interesting take. However, wouldn't you agree that the film brought Hazel and Gus to life in ways words alone couldn't? The raw intensity of the performances? Their fleeting moments of joy and pain? Evelyn, no denying the stellar performances, but remember the slow-seeping narration of Hazel's struggle with mortality? For instance, the symbolism of the oxygen tank, her lifeline being depicted as a cannula, comes across stronger in the book. True, the narrative does bring out the metaphorical side of the story, but let's not forget the surreal beauty of Amsterdam, the church aptly named the literal heart of Jesus. Didn't the visuals of the film add a whole new dimension to their love story, Chloe? Absolutely, Evelyn. The visuals indeed played a significant role, especially in Amsterdam. How about the emotional impact, though? Is it fair to assume that being able to see and hear a character's pain heightens sympathy and intensifies the overall emotional experience? Well, Chloe, visual cues do have a powerful emotional impact. Observing Gus's deteriorating health, the limp, the weight loss, and the eventual loss of happiness in his eyes. It's heart-wrenching. But what's your say on this? There's a chance I might contradict myself here. But yes, Evelyn. Visuals, body language, and expressive acting can, at times, carry more weight than words can ever do. Evelyn, do you remember your first love? Do I ever? It swept me off my feet but also shook my foundations. How about you, Chloe? Hmm, quite similar. It was a whirlwind, filled with dynamic emotions, butterflies, insecurities, not to mention the intense desire to navigate the unfamiliar realms. Exactly. Isn't it intriguing? This sensation we often refer to as puppy love or young love seems frivolous, but lays the groundwork for emotional maturity. Agree. As portrayed in The Fault in Our Stars, the character's first love journey, despite the painful end, helped them grow, didn't it? Definitely. The way Hazel and Gus share their life despite their starkly different views on oblivion and legacy is truly admirable. Our firsts always hold an irreplaceable spot, don't they? The rawness, the way it shaped us to handle our emotions, and made us appreciate love more, following times. That's a valid perspective, Chloe, but isn't there also something profoundly intense about first love, as if they are floating in their own universe like the stars? In a way, Evelyn, yes. 
Just like stars in a constellation, they help us define our sky. But memories of these stars, how does it impact our perception of love today? That's a deep, Chloe. Although let's take a step back here. I reckon it's the innocence of young love that makes it so special. There's immense beauty in being naive. Don't you agree? Evelyn, I must say, there's a comforting allure to young love's simplicity. Innocence does carry its charm, especially when it is depicted as beautifully as done in The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, and it's tragic yet a remarkable journey of self-discovery. You learn to cope with joy, pain, lose, love, and life through it all. Agreed. And maybe that's why first love, however brief, always leaves a lasting impact. It opens our eyes to what love ought to feel like and what it shouldn't. Indeed, Chloe. And that shapes our future relationships significantly. Chloe, do you think the idea of first loves has been influenced by today's technological landscape? Well, I think technology, especially social media, plays a definite role in shaping it. It certainly adds a different dynamic. Yes, it almost feels like a double-edged sword. On one hand, it offers greater connectivity and platforms to express ourselves. But on the other, it feels like the concept of love has been somewhat trivialized. True. It seems like the rush and thrill of first love have somehow been digitized along with our lives. It's like experiencing love through a filter. And there seems to be a constant pressure to make relationships Instagram-worthy or affirm love through public declarations rather than personal, intimate moments. Interesting how movies like The Fault in Our Stars manage to steer clear of that trap. It reminds me of how open and vulnerable the characters were, without the safety of digital personas to hide behind. It does seem a contrast to current times, doesn't it? Absolutely. Maybe that's why it resonates with us so much. Reminds us of the authenticity that's becoming quite rare. But then again, I suppose every generation has its own ways to navigate love, don't you think? Yes, true. Our experiences are colored by our times. But along with this, I am curious, Evelyn. Being surrounded by so many different cultures, do you think technology's influence on young love varies across the globe? That's an excellent question, Chloe. I think the influence is universal, yet the expression differs. In some cultures, for instance, technology could offer a refuge for expressing love where it's otherwise taboo. It's seemingly simple, but a globe full of complexities. Evelyn, the fault in our stars dealt with some heavy themes, particularly affliction and mortality. How do you think the movie portrayed these themes? Chloe, the narrative does cover a wide range of emotions, but what got my attention was the humble representation of adversity. Characters are not glorified in suffering. Rather, they're portrayed as resilient individuals who make the most of their circumstances. I agree. The very essence of the story is learning to navigate through the realities of life even when the journey is marked by affliction and fear of mortality. Importantly, the movie didn't shy away from the inevitable. Instead, it chose to embrace it through the robust characters and their narratives. Those elements surely added depth to the storyline. But thinking about the coping mechanisms the characters had to adopt, how realistic do you think these were? From my understanding, given the fact that I am not familiar with all the facets of medical treatments for terminal illnesses, their coping mechanism did make sense in its own way. They were diligent in living their lives to the fullest, regardless of their remaining time. But, Evelyn, don't you think there's an interesting correlation here with other movies? Oh, certainly. 
If we look at other films dealing with similar themes, such as A Walk to Remember or Me Before You, there's this parallel motif of living in the moment, despite knowing that their moments are numbered. It's a potent reminder that life in any form is valuable and worth treasuring. What's your take, Chloe? Absolutely, Evelyn. These narratives are powerful in depicting life's fragility and the beauty of lived experiences, no matter how brief. They all remind us to value our lives, face adversity valiantly, and appreciate the idea of carpe diem or seizing the day. This movie, Chloe, presents us with a rare narrative. Characters dealing with terminal illnesses are forefront, leading to an emotional exploration rarely seen in young adult fiction. How so, Evelyn? Well, consider Hazel, our protagonist. She displays a maturity way beyond her years, largely due to her affliction. She even uses humor as a coping mechanism, sometimes to mask her pain. Interesting, but don't you think it felt a little unrealistic considering her age? Possibly. But remember, we're shown a girl who's spent most of her life in hospitals. An existence like that could force maturity. The portrayal of this character, afflicted yet resilient, is intriguing for a young adult narrative. And Gus, too. He seemed so full of life, always exuding this uncompromising happiness. Quite the contrast to what we'd expect, don't you think? Right. It's clear the author wanted to diverge from cliches associated with terminal illnesses. Gus uses his magnetic personality and charm to cope, his positive facade concealing his pain and fear. This movie does a remarkable job of delicately intertwining moments of despair and warmth. I think the standout element for me was how the characters treasured the little instances of joy. Their everyday victories, their connection, it's all the more poignant when you remember their unborrowed time. Indeed. The portrayal of these characters dealing with mortality, it's as if their afflictions add a filter of depth to their perceptions. The movie gives them a voice, portraying them as warriors, not victims. I believe this is why it resonated with so many people. I see what you're getting at, Evelyn. Their strengths and vulnerabilities were thoroughly explored, making the movie unforgettable for many viewers. Let's venture into one of the enduring thoughts traced in this movie, the concept of oblivion. It's deeply intertwined in the story, echoing throughout. Now, oblivion is often viewed as an intimidating concept. Wouldn't you agree? Indeed, Chloe, it's a rather weighty concept, often associated with the finality of death. Much like how Gus feared being lost to oblivion after death, many of us worry about the same. I think it's this fear that makes us cherish our life even more. I believe this is where John Green excelled as an author. He explored modern philosophical views, pushing us to confront our deepest fears. In the process, he ingeniously tied this heavy concept to the story's central theme, love. The elements of love in the story, they feed into this concept of oblivion, don't they? Yes, the lovers in the story, Hazel and Gus, they are acutely aware of their mortality. This sense of an impending oblivion heightens their love, intensifies their connection. It's a fascinating dynamic. They appreciate each moment together, acutely aware of the ephemerality of their time. I think it's a powerful lesson for us all. Absolutely. Life, in all its busy work and chaos, often distracts us from this impermanence. It's terrifying to look at, sure, but also, it's a powerful motivator. Exactly, Chloe. This awareness can inspire us to love more passionately, live more fully. It can make every moment golden. 
It's fascinating, isn't it? How Hazel and Gus in The Fault in Our Stars dealt with this concept of oblivion. They accepted it as a part and parcel of their existence, almost as if they were welcoming it. Indeed, the tactic they chose was acceptance. It reminds me of the popular saying, accept the things you cannot change, which is usually easier said than done. In their situation, dealing with terminal illnesses, they chose to accept their mortality. Acceptance, even though it's hard, brings a kind of peace. Imagine carrying a heavy baggage all day. The moment you decide to let it go, you would feel lighter, even if just a bit. Acceptance worked as a coping mechanism for them, I believe. Well, wouldn't that be a life lesson for us all? We all carry our own baggage, fears, and insecurities. Maybe we could also find a sense of peace in acceptance. Though, admittedly, it's nothing compared to what Hazel and Gus endured. Incorporating quiet moments of introspection in our lives could lead us to this acceptance. You know what? Let's also have a brief moment of silence. After all, sometimes silence can speak volumes, don't you think? Quay. You know, exploring the fault in our stars, I couldn't help but notice the inescapable theme of intense pain intertwined with their love. In context of their shared pain, yes. The physical suffering from their terminal illnesses and the emotional turmoil that arose from their impending oblivion. It makes you wonder, can love exist without pain? Do you think Hazel and Gus loved so deeply because of their shared suffering? Was their pain a catalyst to their profound connection? Interesting point. Maybe their circumstances made them more appreciative, pushing them to love deeply and fearlessly, knowing their time was limited. Like their love story was heightened because of their shared painful experiences. Indeed. But then again, is pain always a part of love? Even without life-threatening illness, love brings a certain amount of emotional pain. Navigating differences, disappointments, and the fear of loss. Most love stories are not as tragic as Hazel and Gus. Yet, we all experience some form of pain when in love, whether it's conflict, misunderstanding, or the imminence of separation. Maybe that's what makes love so beautiful and valued, the fact that it can survive that pain. Or maybe, love and pain are not two separate entities but coexist. But it does make one ponder. Is the pain really worth the love? Or can love exist without any pain at all? There's an intriguing allure around the connection of love and pain. Let's think about this. Is this romanticization of the two largely a cinematic creation? That's a thoughtful query, Chloe. I think movies have a tendency to intensify emotions, and hence the passionate fusion of love and pain might seem accentuated. Possibly due to the drama it brings onto the screen. Remember Romeo and Juliet, where love was so intertwined with tragic events it became synonymous with them? True, Shakespeare's play and later its movie adaptation brought forth the concept of star-crossed lovers, enduring all the pain for the sake of love. Even Titanic, where Jack sacrifices his life for Rose, gives the impression that true love always comes with great sacrifice. It does seem like movies often highlight the idea that the depth of love is somehow proportional to the magnitude of pain one is willing to endure. But is that the reality? Does love always come wrapped in painful experiences? Or is it the movies that make us perceive it this way? It could be both ways. Movies might have exaggerated this concept, but they draw from real-life experiences. So, the media we consume does influence how we interpret these emotional experiences. 
Maybe if there were more stories celebrating the joy and simplicity of love, we would have a different perspective. That could definitely be a game-changer. Imagine narratives highlighting the contentment love brings, rather than its painful trials. It correlates with our discussion on the fault in our stars. Despite the pain that Hazel and Gus faced, they also shared beautiful, joyful moments of love. It's those fleeting moments of happiness, laughter, and unity that truly characterize their love, not merely the tragedy. Folk wisdom also shares numerous tales illustrating love as a joyful experience, far removed from pain. So we can conclude that movies like to amplify certain aspects, and sometimes they choose to highlight the inseparable aspect of love and pain. But that doesn't mean it's the absolute truth. And as with all things, love too encompasses a spectrum of emotions. Let's roll in with your thoughts, folks. Some of you have shared interesting insights about The Fault in Our Stars. Starting off, we have Sarah from Toronto, who suggests that Hazel and Gus's relationship emphasizes love in the face of oblivion. Their love story, according to her, is a reminder that we all face oblivion one day, but embracing love can make the journey a little less frightening. That's a captivating insight, Sarah. It seems to connect with your previous discussion on contemplating the intrinsic link between love and fear of oblivion, Evelyn. Definitely, Chloe. They remind us that love can give us strength, even in the harshest circumstances. Let's see what some other listeners have to say. We have a comment from Amelia in London, who believes Hazel and Gus's love story shows that love is not about how long one can live, but how well one can love. She remarks that despite their limited time, their love was infinite. Isn't that something? A gentle reminder of the beauty of living for moments rather than counting days. Kudos to Amelia for the poignant observation. Certainly, Evelyn. Both these perspectives seem to echo our discussion on the intertwining theme of love and affliction in the movie. So, it's your turn now, folks. What memorable quotes from The Fault in Our Stars resonate with you the most? Be it about love, life, oblivion, or resilience, let's hear them out. It's trivia time, folks. Here's a fun question for our movie buffs. There's an iconic line in The Fault in Our Stars that struck a chord with many. Gus says, everyone should have a love story so intense it'd ayen. Fill in the blank. Let's see who can remember it. Can I guess? I think I remember it. But wait, this is for our listeners. I'll give them a chance. Remember, folks, no cheating. Use only your memory cells. Don't Google it, Evelyn. You're testing our listeners' memory, not their search skills. All right, all right. While they're busy guessing, let's move on to our second question. Okay, here it is. In the book, after Hazel and Gus's first encounter in cancer support group meeting, Hazel compares her life to a... What? Get your answers flowing in the comments. Good one, Evelyn. This one's for our book lovers. Now here comes the final question. Hazel characterized herself as a grenade. What was her reason behind it? Let's hear what you think. Hmm. That's a bit thought-provoking, Chloe. It will not just test their memory, but also their understanding of Hazel's stance. But enough of quizzes now. Let's shift gears a bit. After discussing the movie's insights on love, life, and oblivion, we want to hear from you. What life lessons did you interpret from this movie? Yes, we've shared ours. Now it's your turn. Remember, it can be anything. About love life, dealing with trauma, or about cherishing the ephemeral moments of joy. There's no right or wrong answers, so don't be shy. 
Before we wrap up this journey through the fault in our stars, someone's got our trivia answers correct. The iconic line Gus says is, Everyone should have a love story so intense it'd burn the stars down. Beautiful, isn't it? Definitely makes you think, doesn't it? And Hazel compared her life to a roller coaster that only goes up. Quite a unique take on life, I must say. On point, Chloe. And lastly, Hazel saw herself as a grenade because she didn't want to hurt her loved ones when she was gone, both metaphorically and literally. Though complex, these answers resonate with what we discussed today. The fault in our stars is more than just a love story. It beautifully encapsulates core human experiences of love, life, and loss. Our takeaways from this are invaluable. Cherishing the fleeting moments of joy, learning to find peace in oblivion, and embracing affinity in the face of adversity. Absolutely, Chloe. It also unravels the emotional journey of characters dealing with life-threatening conditions, reminding us how life's cruel reality can lead to self-discovery and make love even more profound. That's what makes it so relatable. It teaches us life lessons, yet it remains an intensely personal journey for each reader or viewer. Couldn't say it better. As we close today's discussion, just remember, there is no right or wrong interpretation. What's essential is to cherish the insights and introspection this journey offers. For our next podcast, we'll be diving into yet another contemporary love story, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. We hope it'll unleash a sea of emotions and conjure a wholly unique perspective for each of you. So do watch it before our next meet. Sounds intriguing, Chloe. Thanks again for joining us in our dive into The Fault in Our Stars. We hope you enjoyed the discussion as much as we did. Stay tuned for our next discussion on Charlie's world in The Perks of Being a Wallflower.